This week on First Issue Club, we are talking Images Sonata and Marvel's Silver Surfer Black. What's up? Welcome back to the club. I'm Mike D. With me as always are Caitlin, Greg, and the Budget King. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, welcome Hi. back to Yeah, welcome you. back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Doing some traveling. <laughs> Bit of a homecoming for me. I've been a man about the country for the last couple weeks. Tell us about your journey, is Michael DeStacy. <laughs> I saw the East Coast and I've returned a man. <laughs> <laughs> I left a mere boy and came back a ravishing man. (laughs) Exactly right. Is Ben Franklin from Philly? He's from England. Boston. He's from England, Boston. (laughs) This was... You've been trapped, Greg. (laughs) Who's the most historic figure from from Philly? The first Prince of Bel-Air. I guess I missed... He didn't come back with a degree. Yeah. (laughs) The course you have to take before they let you off the plane. I mean, Ben Franklin is the guy. He is. Okay, yeah, yeah. The 76er. Yeah, he's the titular 76er. That's right. Wow. On track already. Um, I did miss talking about comic books, which is what we do in the First Issue Club. You know what we should talk about? DC, highly likelihood, shutting down Vertigo. What? No way! You serious? Yeah. A lot of news last week came out that... Uh, Behind the scenes, Vertigo is not doing well. And You're shitting me. They're talking about shutting it down. What an iconic publisher, too. I know. like Completely. Wh- um, fucking. Uh, I think they're kind of known as like the breakout indie publisher. Yeah. Like, Sandman, like, Sweet Tooth, uh, Why Scout, the Last Man. Why the Last Man. Like, you could go on and on and so on. So many great Doom Scott Patrol. Snyder books. Yeah. yeah. Jason Aaron, Jeff Lemire, all got like their fucking... You know, yeah, scalpy, right? American yeah. Vampire, yeah, yeah. iZombie, like yep. all of these things, and it's such a fucking bummer. Man, how is that going under? I feel like every first issue they do, I'm like automatic picking it up. Right, like a, no offense to like other publishers, but like how if anybody were like, oh, IDW is going to be around, but Vertigo is going to go under, I would be like, what? Yeah, what? you can I, tank IDW yeah. right now. No, we like. live on Earth, actually. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So were they just not? Maybe DC's not making enough money off of it. Well, I don't know. What's the last book that came out on Vertigo? Imaginary Fiends. Pearl. Oh, that's not P- even Vertigo. Pearl. Was on, no, uh, it's on whatever. Maybe oh, they're God, maybe they're putting more is. money into Jinx World. That's what that is. Jinx and Wonder and and all that. Well, maybe their think their thought process too is that more artists want to do these small labels of their own, like Bendis the is doing. The vanity thing. And yeah, have their own it's all small the same. It's all the ones. same money. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but there's a little bit of like authority in, like, when I see Jinx World on a shelf, if I don't notice Bendis's name on it, then I would have never picked up any of those books. When I right. see a Jinx World book on the shelf, I wipe my ass with it. Oh, but if oh my gosh! <laughs> oh boy! I liked a handful of them. <laughs> Thank you very much. So I hope it's just a thing where they just don't use the imprint for a while, and then. Maybe five or ten years later, they're just like, hey, everybody, Vertigo's it's back. It's back. And we go, oh, yay. Uh, Electra Records did this. They were like an huh. imprint out of Warner Brother in like Atlantic. Oh, really? They were gone for like ten years. Um, and then they like recently came back. And I'm sure people cared. But they're not here. <laughs> I'm sure people cared. <laughs> Is that the new Bruce Springsteen uh, album's on? I think he's on. What's the name of that album again? Uh, Westworld? <laughs> No, it's not. It's something like that. It's something like... 
called Coyote Scratch. Can I say I didn't like it that much? The wow, that's album? Th- this is a, a huge thing right Did now. Do you really not? Yeah. Or, do you no. not? Do you not like Nebraska? I like Nebraska. Yeah. I just had a hard time with this one. I felt like it lacked a certain subtlety that certain, I appreciate. Je ne sais quoi. Western stars. See, I wasn't too far Westworld. off. Westworld. There was. <laughs> there was no subtlety in this. There's like robots no, that look like humans. There isn't. How it is it not? Subtle? I mean, it is. It is straightforward. Like I think there's like a song called like Tucson Train and like Riding on a Miracle. It's like it's like. Straight- <laughs> Does he reference himself? Uh, I'm Bruce Springsteen and I'm singing this song. <laughs> like that, that subtle, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's self-referential. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm playing a G chord right now. Is that a chord? G chord? Sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Mike. I don't know. I hate to diss the boss. Well, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not dissing him. No, 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 no. But I. Well, what's interesting is like, <laughs> I think I think it's so like conflict. his whole thing is like working man, East Coast, blue collar, and he's he did like that great um, Broadway special mm-hmm. where he talks about how he's never actually worked a blue collar job in his life, but like that's where he found his niche, and those were the stories that he thought were interesting, and there was something about the the western thematic to it that just seemed even though the blue collar thing was a character the the western thing seemed like a way too much of a cartoony characterization of a Midwestern western living. outlaw mm-hmm. what what it reminded me of is like uh when he wrote that song for the wrestler like it was yep. like this imagined thing mm-hmm. that, that he was not and so, like, him, it was kind of like him imagining the West. Like, I think he's very honest about, like, I'm not a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. or whatever. And so, like, this, but the, <laughs> but I think the sound and song, like, it felt like a progression, which you don't normally see in 50, 60 plus year old artists. Like, yeah. Rolling Stones aren't going to give you an album that says, like, oh, they, they got inspired and they wrote some, like, interesting new music. Neil Young. Not gonna do it, right? No, like, yeah, Neil Young's album. Speaking of lack Bob Dylan, well, yeah, well. like, and so I just think for an artist that's as old as he is, and like doing that, like to come up with something like new and interesting, yep, um, and not be on the verge of like dying, like, uh, what's that guy uh, that died and had a great album that everybody loved, but uh, Johnny Cash, David Bowie, yeah, Johnny Cash. <laughs> what's what's that guy? <laughs> I know music. Oh, uh, David Bowie, yeah, he had a good last album. He had a good hurrah. Michael, Black Star. Michael Jackson. David Bowie aged well. He was somebody who was like always changing mm-hmm. um, what people expected. <laughs> I would put, I would put yeah. David Bowie. He turned and faced the changes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. I would put David Bowie and Bruce Springsteen in like the greats of like they figured out life. They hacked life. What about you two? Mm. Um, Us two? <laughs> I have a respectful Adam. The courtesy laugh. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Us two? Would you, um, Are you talking you two to me? <laughs> I have a respectful admiration for them. I know they're a beloved band. They're not my cup of tea, but um, totally understand the pop rock uh, sensation. Yep. I have the same feelings towards you two. Okay. I thought they're a band that aged well. Yeah. yeah. Really? You thought Kinky Boots was good? Pop? 
Well, hey, at least they were doing stuff. That's true. Okay. It wasn't just like safe rock album after safe I like, rock album I, like they could have done. I liked when they played <laughs> Look that. Look at you, Coldplay. I like so when... I appreciate that. <laughs> Not, uh, even Bruce Springsteen had like Tunnel of Love and some like the magic. weird yeah. albums that came out. Yeah. Yeah. Westworld. Uh, the Westworld concept the Westworld album concept that God, that'd be fucking awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? This Bruce Springsteen's concept album about a robot dystopian future. One zero one one zero one one. Uh, Racing through the cold. I thought I was a lab, but I'm a robot. Oh no, gonna kill all my overlords. I think he challenged. Oh no. (laughs) Would you like to get this podcast started? Yeah, I would. First up, we're going to be talking Silver Surfer Black. I think we've been looking forward to this book. It is a Donnie Cates original storyline. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of our favorite artists, Trad Moore, oh, did the art for this book. With colors by Dave Stewart. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're th- these are automatic buys for any of the creators for us. So to have them all working together on one comic book, my magnifique. Did you yes. know they went to SCAD together? No. Mm-hmm. I read that in the back. That blew my mind. Is that not that cool? I mean, they both went to art school together? That's crazy. No, I think it's cool. And and Savannah's not a town you live in. Like, that's, that's a right. destination school. Right. That's cool. It's crazy because, like, he mentioned other creators that went there, too. And they've all worked on this these different books together at Marvel. It's just like, how do these lines all cross? They must have some... Suddenly. Yeah. I don't know. Keep your LinkedIn profile up to date. Always stay in touch with people you went to school with. You never know when it's going to turn into a job at Marvel. That's good, the yeah. best that's advice good, I could good, give that's you. Good that's talk, yeah. yeah, what I would give. Mm-hmm. Hey, Caitlin. Yeah? Can you give me a rundown on what this book is about? Yeah, I'll sure try. Okay. Um, so Silver Surfer is basically marooned for a great portion of this book. He's alone with his thoughts, and it kind of turns into like this monologue on his power and his connection to the cosmos and all its many forces and elements both good and bad so he's talking about being the herald of galactus but then he's also talking about how despite being a bringer of death everywhere he goes he is also trying to shine a light despite doing nothing to save the many civilizations that he has watched die um it is kind of tying in um with the beginning at or at the beginning with the guardians of the galaxy and then ending with uh, somebody that I've never heard of. I didn't know if you guys had. I'm assuming because it was kind of like a big old reveal. So yeah, we can get into that. <laughs> but it, the whole <laughs> can we should we get into it now? I'm the symbiote god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, that's what I didn't. The imagery was kind of leading to. To that. Yeah. I mean, the he looked cool, was even bonkers. if you didn't know who he was. Yeah. 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 This whole book looked fucking cool. It was oh, like a yeah. lucid dream almost because of mm-hmm. Trad Moore. And then 
he's doing this whole soliloquy, like with his inner thoughts and stuff. It was just a. When I got to the staples, I was like, not one fucking plot has moved forward in no. this book, and I don't give a no. shit. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So often you get these books that serve as like a really nice origin. And this was something that did that in such a great, seamless way that didn't make it seem stale. Like, obviously, I've heard Silver Surfer's beginnings and Spider-Man's beginnings so many times. Uh, Didn't bore me with this one. And to pay off another comic book that spun into this, like, effortlessly, I didn't need to read Guardians of the Galaxy to get what the hell happened, but did it pay off? That oh, loophole yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy? Like Greg would say, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a certified first issue club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not we, only that, need, not only did it pay guy. off the Guardians of the Galaxy issue, it paid off the Venom fucking storyline that yeah. he's been doing uh, since, uh, what was that, 2018? Yeah. When he first introduced this god. Yeah, way, well, back, actually, way no, back in 2018. Jason Aaron introduced him. <laughs> Uh, in like so Thor, in Thor number seven, which was a, a dollar, and now it's fucking fifty dollars. Wait, is that is that where? Uh... Yeah, so yeah, Jason Jason Aaron like teased him in like Thor, and then uh, Donny Cates his first full appearance story. was in Venom. There's something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's confusing, and if you're a spec buyer, you know the rules, but I don't fucking <laughs> know it. So these two guys steering the ship of Marvel right now, the way they pay things off that they've done in their books years ahead of time so incredible yep and now the fact that they're interweaving each other's books and doing it so well i am just so geeked up on marvel (laughs) and this is probably something i would have hated about dc like two years ago when i was trying to jump into those books and was so confused maybe marvel is this way right now where it's just everything's so intertwined and if you're a fan already you're fucking loving every bit of it yeah but it may be a little less accessible for people who um aren't all caught up. That's true. But this as an introductory issue to a five-parter, oh, oh my God. It, a, felt so, it felt so important. It's a work of art. Yeah. yeah. And and there I saw two separate posts of people being like, eh, artwork not for me, but I'm going to read it anyway. And I'm like, ooh, are, are you a moron? <laughs> uh, like if you, I, I, it, I just really like things to look more generic. God, and, and, seriously. You know. If that's your opinion, your opinions smell like poo poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, 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 this. I just I'm looking at the cover right now, and I'm just like, God damn it, that's a good way to draw Silver Surfer. And, and just anyone, the hand thing that he's got. I yeah. Yeah. If if anyone is mantled to draw a Silver Surfer story, which is set out in the galaxy, which is a trippy experience anyway, it's fucking tread more. I mean, the dude just encompassed what it oh, is yeah. to be uh, sucked through a black hole and yeah, trippy thrown out through Stormbreaker and, like, reborn, basically, in the universe. Yeah. I think the idea, the concept of, like, this unknown space realm <laughs> and what that might look like, so hard to turn a page and see someone's imagination of that and have that not be fucking corny as hell. Mm-hmm. And his... He's got such a specific style that um, I guess has like a universal like look and feel that's very alien and unnatural. I kept yes. on thinking it really served itself well for this. I kept on thinking I was seeing um, guest appearances from New World characters. Oh right, yeah, oh yeah. Another book of his that we really liked. 
I, uh, I'm not advocating this, but if you were to take mushrooms and read this comic, you would <laughs> still love it. <laughs> this would really come to life. I think you'd life. love it even more. Yeah. It it is it is in that way it's not necessarily a very linear comic like it you could you could kind of drift and fall asleep a little bit and read this comic book and still have a good time. I felt like it was pretty linear. It, but like the first 10 pages, sorry, linear is not the right word, but it's like he is just like wandering. Like he's just kind of yeah, falling. He's like aimless. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's set adrift in space. He's just like he said he was like lost for years. And that's kind of he might how be in you some feel like tom void, time void. Yeah. You're not necessarily worried about getting to an end or even knowing where that's going to go, but you're just like kind of fluidly moving through it. What about his author notes in the end? I read it and it it hit me. It got me in the feels. Yeah. Like Donnie Cates uh loves Marvel and there's no doubt about that. He, after after reading those uh, letters that I, he has in the back, I love that. Yeah, and that's how you write a letter. Mm-hmm. I, like it, it was amazing. Um, he first he flexes that he had a very rare X Men and was like standing in line <laughs> getting it signed by Stanley. Which like just think about that. Imagine one of your favorite creators did the same bullshit fan experience thing that you did. That, mm-hmm totally makes him like real and relatable yeah and then he says that this comic came to be when he learned that stan lee had died Mm -hmm. and he had written a silver surfer comic and he deleted it all and he said this has to be now the best silver surfer comic that has ever been written uh without stan lee's like presence right with maybe maybe putting too much on your shoulders there donnie (laughs) it's okay yeah it doesn't have to be the best best, but uh, I get the sentiment that he had there. And he, he fucking put his gut behind this one, and it is it amazing. Blew me away. Sonata, Sonata. Sonata is a song thing, and I'm not sure uh, what that means. I'm I can't title surgeon it and tell you how it relates <laughs> to this book exactly. But hey, Sonata out on Image Comics. So this this book um, reads like a sci-fi steampunk fantasy, and I it, the world building was kind of intense and immediate. I I really liked this book. Sonata is actually our lead character. Um, she is the daughter of an architect of a new civilization for um, a people called, like, I think it was Ron. That's how I read it in my head. But it's spelled R-A-N. So it's short um, and sweet and describes a whole civilization of people. They have fled from their home planet due to scarcity of resources. And they go to this planet that how is home to the natives there. Maybe gods, these, like, big old giants... And soon, an opposing new civilization of refugees, um, and she's about to discover that there's a lot more there too. There, this there's an app to go with this book, which um, get is- out your motherfucking reading glasses because <laughs> it is hard to find. And yeah. it is one mini sentence <laughs> on the front cover. Why on earth? What does an app cost? Like that. $5,000. An augmented reality? More than that. And, and it has a little video game in it? Yeah. It Maybe. seems like such a high dollar thing. 
to not even fucking promote it anywhere? The, the front cover of it's this like having of a Sonata Tesla and crashing should be, there's fun. an app to this book. Yeah. There should have been write-ups that said this. This should have been in the goddamn image preview on the website. Yeah. There's an augmented reality app. And it's great. And it's fun and cool. It has gets like behind the scenes sketches to every page through the book, yes. and you get to play a video game. This should be on billboards. <laughs> it was really impressive. I mean, I would love to see this for every single comic book. Oh yeah, if if this it takes off, I can see Marvel and DC doing this in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we, I mean, this world is crazy too. I think Caitlin touched on it. We got huge ass sleeping giants that look like the um, what's that? Um, never-ending never story, like monsters, kind of like big rock monster things. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like griffin dragons um, that like everybody can fly. Mm-hmm. We the we have, and I love this concept. We have a planet that is worth fleeing. We don't know why, but like once every year, in its centrifugal rotation, gets close enough to another planet that they can jump onto and essentially. Uh, Make a pilgrimage and, and start yeah, to like make a new society. Uh, yeah, travel. But a one way trip too. Yes. You can't go back. I don't yeah. think well, yeah. I, I don't I don't think they want to go back. At a certain point it may not be possible to go back there because you go. the planet's dying. Well and yeah, I don't think they can, which uh, everyone in this room is right. Everyone yeah, is correct. Saying the same we, we all read the book, right? Well no, that's <laughs> I, I didn't realize they actually couldn't go back. I thought they were just like pumping themselves up saying like we can't go back to that terrible oh, planet. That might be the case. Um, I was um, well, I think both literal. of those are correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because both. both that in the in the beginning that ship made a very crash landing. Yeah. And like a the, yeah, it's not leaving. What a cool thing too! Like they crash, and she's like being a badass. Sonata's kind of like leading them or whatever. And you see these giant, huge sleeping giants, and you think she's gonna—they're gonna have to fight them. Mm-hmm. And then they just like walk away. Yeah. And she's like, "I think they're gods or something. I don't really know." That was a cool setup. <laughs> that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were so many times too that the plot could have gone full tilt in that story direction, and it would have been okay with me. And then instead something new would get introduced and you weren't you weren't bored with that either. Yeah. At some point I was reading this comic book and I was like, where are they going to go after this? Because they've built such a detailed world that I'm enthralled with. But I feel like they just revealed everything. Like it's like, oh, yeah, we have another secret society of people that have built a, a giant right. uh, dam. Like, and it's like, that's crazy. Maybe book five is where I would have put that. <laughs> the uh, Sorry I keep talking about this book, but it really blew me away. It was so good. I was enveloped. Like, I, I really, I could see this being an ongoing that I would actually get into. Yeah. Um, so it reminded me of reading. Did you have a, did you, were you going to finish that statement, Kaylin? I was going to say a little bit. Sorry. Kind of the way I felt when I started reading Saga. Just because you're like, oh, there's so much here, and it could go so many different ways, and I want to know about all of these civilizations and what the dynamics are and what, like, even the politics of it. Yeah. This comic book did this thing where it's almost like they murdered the main character. Uh, So they set up this, like, whole thing about, like, these feuding... Uh, societies and then a dam blows and is seemingly gonna like blow up society but the main character and her friend uh, get thrown into a lost city and they're like holy shit I didn't even know this civilization existed and that's where number two is gonna start uh-huh. which is a whole other story that we're gonna explore and number yeah. two that has nothing to do with the whole first <laughs> issue <laughs> 
Yeah. Is if this was like a chapter book, aka no pictures, uh, I would read this mm-hmm. front to back. Like I can safely say, this is the pick of the week. Well, <laughs> yeah, well yeah. I mean, I don't know yes. how safely you say do pick of the week. week. Two picks I of really the week. Don't know what? How. Yeah, we have two picks of the week. Yeah. Yep. And, and this. <laughs> oh my god! Did you not like it? No, I liked it. I liked it. My, I, there was a couple things that stuck with me that I that were that bothered me. Should we start the clock? You can start my clock. Here's my couple things. They fall. They fall into this place that's a cool ancient civilization. But the landscape's about to get flooded. So is it going to flood the ancient civilization that they just fell into? Are they going to drown down there? Or is water going to miss that part? I actually had the same. Maybe that, yeah. maybe, I mean, that's such a nitpicky, stupid thing for me to focus on. But I, could, I had a hard time with that. Well, what I, <laughs> I, I expected when they fell down, I expected mm-hmm. water to start splashing mm-hmm. on them down there. Yeah. But and that could happen in the next one. But you know, yeah. so so you mean that it was flooded before, and that's the reason that they can see it now. No, uh-uh. because where they fell, that would be where the river was flowing before, right? Oh, yes. Because I think you're right. If it's gonna fall back on them again, it would have been where the river was, right? Because it was dammed up. That's why they never found it. Probably, I thought river on top. Right, so there is going to be water that comes down there. I would assume, yeah. but maybe they don't have much time. I also thought that the, the reason that the water was coming was <laughs> because be good, they they held all of it back too much, and you can't just let that all come out at once. It has to be a gradual thing, so it's just going to be like a giant wave coming towards people. Not, It's not just going to follow the river bend anymore. It's going to be like, fuck so, you. So well, in, she did say that it was probably going to destroy the whole town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So in the next issue, they're going to have like five minutes to discover this new world <laughs> yeah. before they die. This is beautiful. It's like oh, supermarket sweep. Yeah. You got to grab a bunch of relics. Remember no. this. Remember this that. Remember this. <laughs> mind picture. Mind picture. Mind picture. <laughs> Please let me get photographic memory and don't die. All right, number two. Um, I obviously, as like a storytelling device, you have to set up that the guy setting up the bomb is kind of an idiot <laughs> to, to have it make sense later that he's going to fucking just completely destroy the dam. He like says they those realized words. It, they realized it was a problem ahead of time that like to unleash this amount of water all at once and then someone else is like, "Hey man, don't you think the bomb looks a little too big?" And then he's like, "Nah, man." I got this. It's going to be killer. Don't be a drag. <laughs> yeah, don't be a drag. I wish, I wish the, like, I wish they would have set that up differently. Like, maybe have the bomb guy earlier in the comic book and you see him being like a cocky, yeah. like, do it yourself, like, I'm going to take charge. Yeah. Kind of how the daughter. I make big bombs. Kind of how the, da- <laughs> the daughter's attitude is. <laughs> the only kind of bombs I make. <laughs> Welcome to, big, welcome to Big Bomb's Billy Emporium Bomb Place. I don't blow small shit up. He's yeah. just in the back of a back of a meeting where all the generals are talking, and he's like, "Boring. Can we talk about bombs, please? You know what that damn needs? A big bomb." <laughs> It's like the That's little, what I would have preferred. It's like oh that village's version of the Three Stooges went up onto <laughs> that dam and we're just like, well, 
We got this bomb and duct tape. What do you guys want to do? So I wish I just I just wish that they would have shown him as like a cocky know-it-all earlier and then avoided the line of like hope that's not too big of a bomb for the dam. <laughs> like I was like, okay, now the whole dam's gonna explode, <laughs> yeah. and I know how the book's gonna end. I actually, so he he uh, is a great conversationalist because when he said I got it, I actually believed him. Yeah. I thought I thought hey, he he's like, got. It. I kind of oh, did too. I couldn't, he said it. I couldn't tell if he was like turning toward the camera to be like smirky or like <laughs> to be like. No, I I actually He's, he broke the fourth wall and go, <laughs> I don't got this. I do have a degree <laughs> in big in bomb sizes and I do have this. Well, is he and maybe maybe he's did look to camera well, in a sense <laughs> to show us that he's working for the other side because before Uh-oh. it was like oh. before it was going to be like we're cracking the dam a little bit to get us some more water mm-hmm. and we'll resolve things later with the population of this city now it's an act of war right to have completely just destroyed this immense structure reverse sabotage maybe it was like divine intervention too sure all these gods this has been first issue club we love you baby come back next week and don't forget rate us five stars five stars This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. This is Mike and I eat oranges. Oranges. I'm Mike and I eat bananas. Bananas. Oranges, bananas, oranges, bananas, oranges, bananas, oranges, bananas, oranges, bananas. We got it. Okay, cool. Thanks, Greg. Yep. Thanks, G Man.